Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode from the CounterPoint Podcast. Uh, my name is Maurice, and I'll be your host again for this week. Uh, and today, um, we have a pretty interesting topic um, that I think uh, shows a lot of promise for uh, future potential. Uh, it's connected cars. And I have one of my colleagues, uh, senior research analyst um, Aman Madhuk, on the phone with me, um, and uh, we'll be discussing connected cars today. How's it going, Aman? Going great, Maurice. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. So connected cars, can you walk us through uh, what types there are? I know they're, they're you know, a lot different from um, what we you know, thought about from even a few years ago. So um, w- what can you tell us about the, the types of connected cars we're doing research in and um, uh, just go into a little bit more detail about that? Sure. So uh, when you say about connected cars, uh, a car can be connected uh, through your smartphone and it takes the uh, internet uh, connectivity from your smartphone. And that's one type of connection. And in another type, uh, there is a SIM that is embedded inside the car. So the car uses its own internet connections. So when we can connect a smartphone to a car uh, through a USB cable, which is called as Ethernet connection, or there is Bluetooth connectivity, uh, we can also insert a dongle inside the OBD port of the car. Uh, these are uh, widely available as aftermarket solutions. But uh, in our study, we are tracking uh, cars which have embedded uh, TCU or telematics control unit uh, embedded in the car from from the automaker side. Right. And I think for the most part, um, while we're looking at, you know, the, the embedded TCU in this uh, section, some, some examples that uh, some of our listeners might be fam- more familiar with are things, you know, like what the carriers have here in the U.S. market, like um, AT&T has a, or, um, or, uh, what used to be Sprint had a whole section for connected cars and T-Mobile as well. Um, how to basically have the car um, have connectivity through carrier, through aftermarket parts. Um, even AT&T, I think, just launched um, a new service where you can, uh, for, for the passengers, where the kids are able to watch uh, TV shows um, while they're in their car um, using that um, connectivity that the car provides. Um Again, uh, we're looking at embedded TCUs. And um, so what can you tell us more about this section then that, we're, that we've been researching for embedded TCUs? What, what are the drivers for these connected cars? Sure. So there is, uh, for every region, uh, you know, different drivers, but uh, on, a, on a global, on a general level, uh, we can say uh, regulations being an important uh, driver for the market. So increasing focus on uh, safety, on, on driver safety is pushing, uh, you know, regulations uh, towards having uh, embedded modems in car. For instance, uh, e-call in Europe is one such uh, regulations and uh, also in, in Russia. So that is one, uh, one important driver. And apart from that, uh, we are seeing that uh, there is a, you know, increasing interest of connectivity from or, or you know, of connected features and services from, from car, car buyers. And 
uh, automakers are pushing these services uh, uh, to differentiate themselves and also open new revenue streams uh, for them, especially amidst uh, lowering sales uh, in COVID-19. Uh, automakers are trying to, you know, uh, make some revenue from uh, connected apps and connected services. And uh, moreover, we are seeing like there is a there is a trend of, uh, you know, the whole cockpit is becoming uh, digitalized with a lot of uh, information and, you know, connected services, apps, streaming. So, uh, so all these uh, factors are are promoting uh, uh, connected cars. Right. So there are several drivers really that um, are, are pushing this connected car uh, market, and I think certainly um, it's for the automakers, um, you know, a benefit uh, if we move away from the smartphone connectivity or aftermarket um, part connectivity to get an embedded TCU. Isn't that right? Exactly. It opens a new uh, revenue stream for automakers who are already struggling with uh, declining sales uh, due to COVID. And uh, it also, you know, you can uh, know the driver, of, uh, you can know more about driver, his references. And uh, as they say, data is the new fuel. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot you can do with the data that you can collect. Yeah, actually... COVID-19 is actually, you know, a big thing that we've talked about in a lot of our podcasts that we've done. Um, what have you been seeing? Um, can you just give us a little bit more information about um, how COVID-19 has been impacting the market? Yeah, COVID-19, uh, you know, we are seeing um, declining sales of connected cars uh, due to COVID. And we see that in 2020, there will be a decline in, uh, you know, total connected cars sold. However, this decline is generally due to, you know, uh, suppressed uh, customer sentiments and, uh, you know, lack of uh, car buyer confidence. Uh, however, as far as penetration of uh, connectivity in car is concerned, it, it, it keeps on growing. And this year, in 2020 as well, uh, it will continue to grow. So, and we are also seeing, uh, in general, automakers are not, uh, postponing their plans of connectivity and uh, in fact the uh, focus or the seriousness towards connected car uh, has increased so yeah overall market will see a decline but it will be more because of uh, suppressed uh, uh, consumer sentiments right and i think that makes sense and a lot of um uh, at least here in the u.s again i've seen a lot of different companies try to uh, make car sales easier in terms of you know how to test out a car, how to um, purchase a car, and and doing it through more online channels, uh, which will you know try to stem that decline of um, of car sales. But uh, and just for um, for people to get a better context, can you just tell us how long it takes to plan actually uh, to uh, design a car and have all this implementation? In it, because I know you said it'll increase in the future, but it, it's really because of all the planning that needs to happen right now, right? To have a car available that's connected. Yeah. So if you if you talk about the overall uh, uh, life cycle of a connected car uh, or any automobile, it's uh, really uh, takes a few years uh, 
for designing a car and then bringing it to the uh, on road uh, so it's very different from uh, what we see in a smartphone which have you know uh, the the shelf life and the overall life uh, is very less as compared to car which takes a lot of time in a lot of like many years uh, in 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 uh, uh, designing and then manufacturing and then approvals and all yeah all right so with with that in mind um, what can you tell us about the the growth uh, that we can expect uh, for connected cars um, you know talking about type of you know what the penetration is right now versus um, in the future uh, for connected cars um, and you know wh what are you seeing in that so yeah we are seeing uh, we've seen a significant growth in connected cars uh, globally and initially it started with uh, you know a few luxury brands uh, launching uh, connected cars and then uh, you know uh, we see those brands uh, incorporating connectivity in all of their models uh, and now we are seeing that a lot of uh, non-luxury uh, mass brands uh, becoming very serious about connected cars and uh, in 2020 we will see uh, almost more than half of uh, cars sold uh, globally will have embedded connectivity in them and the penetration will will grow at a good pace and uh, by 2025 we expect almost three-fourths of uh, all cars sold all cars shipped having embedded connectivity in them uh, do you know uh, in terms of our research uh, what what type of penetration will we um, will we get towards we are uh, expecting uh, close to 60 million cars uh, by 2025 having embedded connectivity in them. Interesting. And now talk talk to me a little bit more about um, what brands are leading the market. You know, we I know that, you know, there, there are luxury brands and there are also more, um, you know, the uh, the the, the, the non-luxury, the the more uh, consumer friendly uh, brands. Um, what are what are each of them kind of doing for connectivity um, in their ways? Uh, so yeah, currently uh, if you talk about luxury brands, uh, you know uh, brands like BMW, Mercedes, Mercedes Benz, Audi. So they have been uh, the front runners in connected cars, and they have always uh, you know been ahead of non-luxury or mass brands in terms of connectivity and. Uh, currently, most of their, uh, you know, luxury brands' cars have embedded connectivity in them. So, uh, this trend we have seen over the last few years, but now uh, what we are seeing is um, mass brands or non-luxury brands are also, uh, you know, uh, getting very serious about uh, connected cars. Uh, General Motors and PSA Group uh, uh, have been, uh, you know, leading the mass brands uh, uh, since few years. But now we are seeing brands like uh, Ford and uh, Volkswagen, uh, you know, uh, planning uh, all of their cars to be connected in, in the next few years. So we are seeing a lot of uh, traction from non-luxury brands as well. And uh, that's also one of the major reasons that uh, is driving the connected car market. Right. And I actually, I think just saw recently, um, 
Mercedes-Benz is trying to um, implement um, or has a partnership going with uh, SmartThings uh, from Samsung to be able to, you know, not just have your connected car, but have a car to home connectivity. So in a way, uh, luxury brands are, are trying to, you know, seeing what is the next step? What can we do um, to, to further enhance um, this connected car that we're building? Exactly. You are absolutely right. So connected cars, so vehicle is becoming an important component of overall IoT ecosystem. And car is something where uh, generally person spends considerable time going to office, coming back. So yeah, companies are trying to, to, to utilize that, that time to best of their, uh, you know, to, to get the most uh, share of their time. So yeah, it's a very important uh, component and uh, we'll see more such uh, uh, car to home uh, connectivity and other brands will also, uh, you know, uh, jump in uh, in coming years. Interesting. Um, and now I want to talk a little bit more about what you're seeing in terms of um, which countries are the leading markets. Um, and, you know, I, I know at least you know, there are the leading markets and there are also um, areas that um, companies want to grow more in. For example, I just I think I also saw that um, VW Volkswagen um, is trying to do a connectivity feature for vehicle assist in India to try to gain some share. But tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing in terms of what the, the major markets are and what you um, believe uh, will happen in the future. Uh, so key markets um, are uh, U.S. and China, as far as the you know, countries are concerned, and uh, Europe, uh, European region. So these three, uh, U.S., China, and Europe, accounts for uh, around three-fourths of all connected cars sold. And uh, according to our, study, uh, our estimates, uh, China accounts for around 25% of total connected cars sold and US and Europe accounts for around 30% each. So these are the important uh, regions uh, as far as, you know, uh, leading markets for connected cars. Yeah, and I think it certainly um, makes sense because in these markets we have uh, a lot more um, connectivity um, in terms of the different network type network types that are available and having stable connections um, in order for these connected cars to really function the way that they do, um, and and speaking of uh, you know network types, um, what are you seeing in terms of growth? Um, and by network types, I mean you know two G, three G, four G. Where are you seeing the growth happening for these cars in the next years with the con- different connectivity types? So we are seeing uh, automakers uh, continuously moving uh, from 2G and 3G and uh, using 4G in their cars. And uh, this is uh, mainly due to, uh, first of all, you know, a lot of carriers have announced their uh, shutdown plans for 2G and 3G. And as I told uh, earlier, like there is a, growing need of data transfer and lot of you know connected services uh, are being incorporated in the car so that requires a fast connection so that is also uh, benefiting the the penetration of 4g lte so that trend will continue uh, going forward and we are seeing like 
maybe from next year we don't expect uh, any 2g cars to be to be sold any new cars having 2g connections to be sold uh, in 2021 uh, by 2025 we are expecting 3g to account only for a fraction of sales and uh, we are seeing uh, uh, 5g cars will also you know start uh, being mass produced in 2021 that is next year and uh, we see that by 2025 uh, they will account for around 25% of total connected cars sold globally so yeah the automakers continue to move towards embed the latest technology in their cars uh, for the reason because uh, the life of a car uh, is around you know maybe 10 years so they want to future proof themselves and it takes a lot of uh you know time to to design and come to bring the car on on road so it it makes sense for automakers to embed the latest technology so we are seeing a good traction of uh, 4g and uh, later during the forecast we'll we'll see a good uh, traction of 5g as well Yeah on on the 5G aspect you know um I think you know as analysts we've been saying you know this is the year of 5G or even 2019 was the year of 5G but really with the connected cars part and building it in um t- can you just describe a little bit more of like how will 5G be uh implemented in the future and uh what the which countries are really driving this uh 5G car market Yeah so we see um uh the key markets uh, for 5g to be us and china and uh, china is uh, very aggressive in terms of 5g uh, network implementation and there is a push from the government and tier one suppliers to embed uh, 5g in cars uh, huawei has uh, recently partnered with uh, 18 automakers to develop a, a 5g ecosystem so yeah china will uh, remain an important uh, important country a key market for 5g and we see china to account for uh, almost half of all uh, 5g cars uh, shipped during the next 5 years so yeah uh, as far as 5g is concerned we see uh, us and china taking the lead and among them uh, together they would account for 3/4 of all 5G cars shipped during the next uh, five years. That's uh, really interesting stuff, um, and um, that's I think all the questions I had for you today. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and talking more about this uh, research that you're doing. Thanks a lot for ha- uh, being on the show. My pleasure, Morris. Great. And thanks everyone again for listening to the Counterpoint podcast. Um as always, you can find more of the latest research on connected cars and uh a lot more on our website counterpointresearch.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and other um streaming music platforms uh, if you're interested in hearing more, the latest and greatest uh on the technology front. And um thanks again for listening to us and have a good day. Talk to you later.